Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, 303 in the nation's capital and beyond on the Odyssey app. What song is this? You know? I don't know, but if I was like a wrestler, uh-huh. a.k.a. Carlito Caribbean Cool, <laughs> I would come out to this. Carlito. Carlito. I love me some Carlito. Yeah, making his return to the pay-per-view a yeah. couple of weeks. Actually, he was he was in like Royal Rumble yeah, or something like that. and then like he did the, uh, the Puerto Rican right. event right, when they were over right. there. Right, right. Over in uh, San Juan. Exactly. We're going to have a powwow about the WWE off-air because it's getting crazy. Let's do it. The fact that I'm back invested in it and uh, not just watching YouTube highlights anymore. Right. Let we you should know. do like a wrestling podcast. We should. I mean, because I think your boy Roman Reigns' mic skills are not good. I think that's his. I think that's one of his weak points. He's yeah, so, it's I, so cringe. I, I cringe when he. Right, like I cuts wouldn't promos. disagree, but I mean, it just works good for the show. Yeah, and LA Knight had a bad promo last week too. I'm, I'm like heavy in the evaluating right. of the mic skills because right. that's where I think I'm so damn good at this radio. Uh, thing. Absolutely, I mean, you're so damn good. I, I, just, I mean, there's nobody that would question that in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. And you're so popular. I mean, everybody loves you. Yeah. Except for, I mean, you're uh, getting all these tweets. I'm not getting any of them. I don't see any of them, but, you know, whatever. Because people mean, like to harass I mean, me. Conti, they know that I Con- Conti said that Hey Ya song. Yeah. It was rough. The sing-along was rough. Let's Look, just stick to talk radio, he said. Ben, your wish is my command. I mean. That's Ben Conti, not Ben Krimmel. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Ben, uh, I love you, man. Yeah. Um, Rocky Pinnock <laughs> said uh, Cower. <laughs> And Gibbs both maximized what they had to win. Cower had uh, defense and didn't need to pass. Gibbs, coming from the Coriel uh, offense, transition to more run. If they coached in the modern NFL, I guarantee their offenses wouldn't be run first. I think Joe, when he came back for part in 2004. (laughs) What did you call it? Part part D-E-U-X. Dich. Dich. Instead of part two. Mm -hmm. Just a little thing. There's that. (laughs) Um, You know, he struggled with. Game management and yeah. timeout usage. And you know who else struggled holding NFL? the football? Jason Campbell held the held the life yeah, out of the ball. Like, like here's the here's the thing that I would say. Mm-hmm. Like people were always mad at Kirk for getting rid of the ball so quickly, and they were like, "Oh, he just takes checkdowns." Take, no. Accusing him of stat like, padding. That's, right. I hate that accusation. No, actually, he was playing the quarterback position the way it was meant to be played In when you're offense. not blessed with extreme athleticism. Okay, get rid of the ball. It's the way Tom Brady built his Hall of Fame legacy and as the number one player of all time in many people's eyes. Getting rid of you think Tom Brady sat back there for three and a half, four seconds? Of course not. He wouldn't have lasted 20 plus years. He wouldn't have lasted. I got a tweet. I got a tweet from our pal John Kime of ESPN who's got access that we all don't with the ESPN true media stuff. Mm Of the 26 drives in which Sam Howell has been sacked, the commanders have scored touchdowns on two of them, field goals on four. So he's been sacked on 26 drives. They've only scored on six of those drives. 
Wait, say that again. They've only had he's been sacked in the of the twenty six drives in which Sam Howell has been sacked. Right, because Let's break it down. For there's what been it is. multiple set. Like he's been sacked thirty four times, which means there's what seven or eight drives multiple where he's sacks. had multiple sacks on the same drive. And we saw that last week. In right, Atlanta. absolutely twice. So, so for for context for the people, right. He's taken sacks on 26 drives. Of those 26 drives, Washington has only come away with points on six of them. Meaning when he takes a sack, they don't score. Yeah. I so mean, when you're I, taking sacks at that rate, but I think, and we're still top half in scoring. I think JP put out the number, and I don't know what his source was for the number. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this number, but I think he said it was like 80% of NFL league-wide drives that had a sack ended either in no points or no touchdowns. I think it was no touchdowns, which different than points. Right, because field goal, yes, of um, course. But again, dri- th- the point, though, is that they're drive killers. Uh, okay, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Mm-hmm. In 2014, I was working for uh, Monumentals. I was writing mm-hmm. Redskins coverage for them, right, because they were trying to build out their website, so on and so forth. So Ted, Zach, uh, and others were involved in this. So I, I wrote this big, like, it was during it was after 2013 where Robert was so bad. Yeah. During the midst of 2014 where Robert was still really struggling but they didn't have another option cuz Kirk wasn't really getting it at that point Colt McCoy was you know whatever. Yeah. And I kept the premise without without the ability to really dig deep into statistics because a lot mm-hmm. of these uh deeper statistics weren't around quite honestly 10 years ago or yeah. 9 years ago. I love whatever. the analytics by the way. So anyway, I wrote that Robert specifically or sacks on drives were drive killers and almost as damaging and in some cases more damaging than an interception or a fumble lost. And the argument that I made was if you have like a Josh Allen to Josh Nor uh not Josh Norman, Kendall Fuller interception in week three, it's like almost like a punt, yeah. right? But if you if you take a sack Okay, and it's it goes from second and ten to third and seventeen for argument's sake. That is worse than or as bad as an interception. Now, again, people were like, "What are you talking about? Uh, A sack doesn't make you lose the ball. You still have a chance." But da 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 da. An interception. I understand that, but the point being was a sack essentially on a. Non Patrick Mahomesian, non Joe Burrow, non Tuatunga Vialoa type offense, a sack on this team in this organization at this time, third and 16, third and seven, puts you in an absolute. It's crippling. I mean, it's essentially a turnover. It's crippling. You're turning over it on downs. You're not turning mm. the ball over, essentially. Now, there is some field position issues that you would have to obviously look at. You can punt the ball away if you're not turning the ball. I understand that an interception or a fumble loss is more crippling than a sack because you can overcome the sack. But the point, the general point is, and was in 2014 now, was that you can't, like on a middling offense? Yes. You can't overcome a seven, eight, nine yard sack and put yourself in third and 17, third and 18, third and 19. <clears throat> Maybe once in a blue moon you can get away with it, yes. but not every game, not every down, do not we, every sack. Do we remember this team? We can go back to just last year, and it's two things it's sacks, but it's also just negative plays, yeah. which could be sack. 
penalty. A tackle behind the line of scrimmage, sure. a penalty. Right. Last year, the crippling stat for us was the penalties. They were right. killing our drives. I mean, they had several intentional gra- – I mean, I want to say like six or seven intentional groundings last year, which essentially are sacks, but you know, yes. are considered penalties. And it's right? crazy, and I, this, is, this is me defending Sam. I think if Sam was the quarterback, those intentional groundings don't happen because he's strong enough arm to get it yeah. past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Taylor's problem was he would backpedal yeah. and couldn't get it back I to agree. the line. I agree. I, I mean, you don't. You, you don't. I mean, listen. I know Doctor Sabah is going to be pissed off about, about that. Nobody else is going yeah. to be upset about that. That's the reality. This is what it is. That's the reality. I mean, you look at Desmond Ritter the other day when Casey Two Wheels bearing down on him. Yes. He can't get it back to the line. It's hard. And Desmond Ritter's got a pretty good arm. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when you're backpedaling away. You're under pressure. What have you? Anyway, the point being is sacks. I mean, we all know turnovers or like what happened. Okay, the reason why the defense was able to give up 400 yards of offense and still only 16 points, we know is one reason. One reason. And one reason alone. That, yep. It's because Jack Del Rio is the smartest man alive on planet Earth. Genius. Crown him now. And he's probably using a flip phone. He probably has an iPhone. Maybe a Motorola pager. Wow. What do you think? Anyway, uh, just teasing. We know the one reason is because they were able to get takeaways. Turnovers, that's, that's the key. Whether you credit them for making those plays right. or you assign blame to Mar- uh, not Marcus Mariota, to um, Desmond, Ritter. Desmond Ritter and or Arthur Smith. Who looked beside himself on the right. sideline. <laughs> now, again, it's part and parcel with each other, yes. but it allows you to give up those yards when you're playing a meager offense, an inconsistent offense, a non-Patrick Mahomesian offense, a non-Tuatunga Vailoa offense, yeah. normally a non-Justin Herbert offense, a um, you, you know wherever you want to go with this. Okay, uh, you want to say Jared Goff, I guess. Uh, you want to say Lamar Jackson, I guess. Um, whatever. But the point being is, the point being is. And this was what I said on Monday. Mm-hmm. If they're going to, if they're going to, I just saw what Conti did, and it complete. It, ju- <laughs> it just, it just totally ruined my train of thought. What did he, I didn't <laughs> at see. Fat Poet Ten? I'm going to make my point. You want you look for it. The point being is, is if you don't sucker a bad offense or a bad quarterback or an overzealous head coach or play caller into the situations that they did on Sunday, you can't give up 400 yards and still expect to win. Because no. by giving up 400 yards, what you're saying is we are dependent on them throwing up all over themselves. And... For one day, and it's happened before, it happened on the Monday night game in Philadelphia last November. Philadelphia moved the ball all over the place, but they threw up all over themselves. It happened, uh, there was another game, uh, there was another game last year, oh, the Chicago win on Thursday night in Chicago. Again, Chicago had 400 yards of offense, or just shy of 400 yards. Did whatever they wanted to do. Inside the 10, they literally had Hershey squirts in their underwear. (laughs) I mean, they just could not do anything right. Okay, so the turnovers, the takeaways, which some, at least the Benjamin St. Juice one, and you could argue, I would guess, the Kendall Fuller one, were all, yes, made by the defense, but ultimately served up, I feel like, on a silver platter 
I don't feel that same way about the Jamin Davis. I feel like Jamin Davis made a hell of a play. Well, the ball was thrown behind him. It was a bad ball. Uh, right, but but I'm trying to. But but what I'm saying is, is Benjamin <sighs> St. Juice was just waiting all by himself in the end zone. But you got you got to you got to give the credit to the defense for that because he was pressured on that. He he he, he was the pressure. Well, was they why that they happened. blitzed on. They blitzed on on the St. Just interception and the Fuller interception. Mm-hmm. They did not blitz on the Jamin interception, but they played man across the board, which right? is which, scary. <laughs> which a lot of people don't like. So so here here's where I'm at, and, and we'll try and get back to the calls as soon as we can. Just guys, just hang in there. Here's where we're at. Do they need three turnovers or three takeaways in every game or almost every game? in order to have a chance with this defense to win a game? Do they need three no. takeaways or more? No, I, I think the takeaways the takeaways are obviously a big reason why they were able to win on Sunday. But also, like if we're being if we're nitpicking about it, I think they were much better Sunday not giving up the explosive play. That is correct. Biggest play was thirty two yards. However, they almost gave up one to Van Jefferson. Yes. And I'm they not, gave look, up a deep wheel route to B. John Robinson, who had torched Jamin Davis. And if the throw was better, that's an explosion. I think, I think the pressure is more directly responsible for the success of the defense than the turnovers are. Because I think the turnovers come from pressure, if that makes sense. That's loaded so what saying, I just said. But. You're saying by blitzing, I mean, th- one of the interceptions, I can't remember which one it was, was five, and the other one was six. And they showed a seven man front. And had one drop out, I think, on the Ben St. Juice. I think that was on the Ben St. Juice interception. So you're saying that the pressure or the amped up pressure, because Jack only blitzes about 26% of the time. And when I say pressure, roughly, I mean that's either via Jack blitzing or via one of the front four guys getting winning, free. Just winning. Right. Yeah. Which they don't win, quite honestly, enough. For all of their talent, all of the money that they're paying, Payne and Allen, and are about to pay one or the other, Sweat or Chase Young, I agree with you. they don't win enough on their own. I agree with you. And Doc, I'm stealing this from Doc. He says it all the time. It looks different when you cut on the tape and watch Garrett. It looks different when you cut on the tape and watch Watt. Totally. We want, they, our guys want to be paid like aliens, but don't play like aliens. I mean, Doc said essentially that same thing, and he used the aliens term. Because yeah. I was asking him about... Like, did you see Max Crosby? What he did on that safety of Mac Jones in the end zone the other I mean, night? It's game wrecker. I mean, he's a he, game wrecker. I mean, he came from like, like the and game was played in Las hard. Vegas. He came from like Salt Lake City, Utah, yeah. on his arc murder doesn't stop and beat the tight end, beat the right tackle, yep. and still had room to go before he got to Mac Jones, who then he sacked for an end zone or for a safety in the end zone, which ended any effective chance that the Patriots were going to win that game. And we know what that is, right? His motor runs hot. Okay. I don't Absolutely. think I don't know if he's as blessed as some of those other guys. No, are. he's not. Right. It turns out so to your point, his motor runs his hot. His motor runs hot. So he plays do you hard. do you think Casey Tuhill okay. motor runs hot. Now you can't roll I don't think you can roll Chasey uh, Chasey Casey Casey Tuhill out there for seventy five snaps a game and expect the same no, result. No, but I think he would be much better running some of these games up front because of his he's faster than I agree. That. But can you do you think we need a NASCAR uh, package, Chris? We need Chase Young lined up over the center. We need Casey Two Hill lined up at edge. We need Montez Sweat on the other edge, and we need Payne and Allen 
only. So you're in, saying in out of the five man front, but just a different alignment. Yes, and I'm. I would say this. I talked about this last last week when you weren't with us. Pre snap, like confusion yes. is something I don't see a lot out of with Jack. That's why I was happy to point out the six man front or the six man rush on mm-hmm. one of the intercept. I think it was the St. Just interception. Was it Jamin rushing off the edge? Uh, was that who it was the sixth guy? Because I saw him get hemmed up by Jake Matthews I, I on one play. I can't remember, but there was six guys, but they showed seven, they rushed six, one dropped out. I can't remember the exact, but, but my point being is, to your point, the NASCAR package, which the Giants kind of created mm-hmm. back in their last Super Bowl run 10, uh, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it is, using edge rushers closer to the quarterback, i.e. on either shoulder of the center, mm-hmm. and trying to attack and penetrate that way, which is what I called for all last week. Now, I don't really know if I saw it enough to go like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, like I saw with the screen game after week two, which I had been calling for. You, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, I get that they know more, but what what, what I worry about they were desperate to win that game last Sunday. Are they going to be desperate to win this game this Sunday? That's why they're the biggest Jekyll and Hyde group in the league. And are they going to blitz 22% of the time because they're afraid Daniel Jones, if he's playing, might beat them with his legs because they've always struggled to contain him? I, like, like These are all the questions going around in my mind. I'm scared crapless going into Sunday. I'm more... I was more confident last week going into Atlanta than I am this week against the Giants. See, now I wasn't as confident as you going into Atlanta. I just knew, but I just they bounce back. That's what they do. I, I understood. I did pick them to cover and lose a close game, like a one point game, right. a two point game, because I just thought I thought Sly would screw something up. Quite honestly, and he didn't. You know, to his credit. But like this Sunday, I'm still very concerned. Even though we don't know who the quarterback for the G-Men is, even though their offensive line is torn to shreds, we don't know if they're going to get any of those guys back or not, most specifically Andrew Thomas at left tackle. But I'm still worried about how this team handles prosperity. And while nobody was like blown away by what happened Sunday in Atlanta, there is a level of prosperity this week that certainly was non-existent last week, if that makes sense. I, I agree 100%. It. The frustration that I think we all have, and it goes back to what I said about them being so Jekyll and Hyde, even nationally, and I watch a lot of national shows. I believe it was, was it the Rich Eisen show was talking about it, just how you never know what you're going to get with this group. And, like, that's that's a bad thing. Out of the commanders. Out of the commanders. You never know what you're going to get from them on a week-in and week-out basis. And that's why it's hard to consider them a legit threat to be a playoff team. What's weird is they've had some – some stretches mm-hmm. under Ron where they've won games and pieced together a streak, you know. I mean, which is what uh, I mean, I, obviously, that's the stretch I think we're in now. Yeah. Well, I, well, I don't know. Early. I don't know that. But in 21, in 2021, even last year, they went on yeah, a little mini run. Last year, they had, uh, right. It was three they, in a row or right, four right, in a row. Right, right, exactly. So they've had run, but they've also had bad runs. Yes. And, and multiple, th- like uh, Jamal Forrest broke this down mm-hmm. last week. Like three game losing streaks, four game losing streaks, whatever. So in some ways, we kind of do know that they can be consistent in terms of right. stringing a couple of wins together or stringing a couple of losses together. The question is, Is I don't know if we know when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, and who it's going to start against. And that's what I worry about this Giants yeah. game, because even though it's on the road, and even though I'm sure the coaching staff is preaching, 
guys, don't take this team lightly. Look at what they did against Buffalo. Da 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 da. If they and that's all true. To create sense of urgency, go ahead. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, fine. But but I just hope that there isn't like a level of acceptance and complacency not be. going into MetLife because otherwise they're going to get they're, defensively they're, give up four hundred yeah, yards. That yeah. I got some numbers for us on the all other right. side of the break about Sa- the defense. Yeah, save them. It is whew. save them. We'll get back to the calls as well. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Dumb dumb of the day as well. Uh, did did you see what what Ben Conti put up on his uh, Twitter sub handle? Yes, I did. He's the Green Bubble King. He's good at GBK. changing that that sub handle. Around, that is something. That's what he does. You know, I mean, for a while, it was Linnell get the damn fame. table. Uh, exactly, <laughs> and well, that didn't that didn't exactly go over well. Ah, right here on the team, not Andy, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, apparently Eric Bieniemy didn't listen to our promos, huh? No. <laughs> uh, I ain't running anything. I ain't running anything. They're lucky to get, you know, a breakaway run of 12 yards in the fourth quarter when everyone's exhausted and sucking wind. Or if you put Chris Rodriguez in, it'll pop you a seven yard. The problem is Chris Rodriguez can't stay on the field so far. He's, yeah, he's sick. He's not on the practice. Not practicing today. today. I mean, ay, 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 ay. All right, along with Linnell Willingham, we're now. And Matty Ice on the other side of the glass, 301-230-0980. Just touched on the defense. So we both agree, right? This defense is in trouble, big-time trouble, when they don't generate takeaways, which they didn't against – I mean, they did one against Buffalo. The defense really wasn't the major problem in that game. They were just put in a really terrible spot in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to kill them. They didn't generate takeaways against Philadelphia or Chicago, right? Two games, no takeaways. They let up 34 in overtime, granted, against Philadelphia, and 40 uh, against Chicago and had no chance basically from the start, but no turnovers. So as soon as they got a takeaway, and really, like I would say this, I was screaming about this. Screaming is strong. Um, Not only should Casey Tuhill have three sacks, on Sunday instead of the two because he caused the intentional grounding, grounding, Mm -hmm. which essentially is a sack, spot foul, whatever, lost it down. But also, the team should have a fourth takeaway because Cam Curl's play on Bijan Robinson on fourth and three was a turnover on downs, but it does not count as a takeaway. It was a hell of a play, but it's a turnover on downs, but it's not a takeaway, right? right? So, But we, again, context, you and I, all of us, hopefully, that are paying attention can say, yeah, they only got credit for three, but they really had four. And that sequence that started with that fourth down totally stop agree. is what fueled the win because then they went right down the field, converted on a fourth and one of their own that Ron got, you know, and, and Biennemi has to be given credit for. But Ron makes that decision. I'm sure Biennemi contributes in some way. Yeah. But then they were able to score the touchdown uh, off of that. Without that turn of events and sequence, you know, Totally different game, obviously. How, how much of 
and I'm trying to, I'm being genuine when I ask this. Mm. Like, I'm still struggling myself to, like, differentiate the two. How much of Sunday's defensive performance has to do with it being Desmond Ritter? Because yeah, when you look at the numbers, and even when question. you watch, yeah. he missed, they left throws out there. Van, Je- There's no reason Van Jefferson walks right. off the damn bus right. and gets behind our defense. Right. Well, That's a the, joke. Well, the difference, well, here, here's the thing. I think that was St. Juice and uh, Percy. and Percy Butler in coverage. I, I know it was Percy. I think it was St. Juice as well. Yeah. I mean, like that happens. They had 18 passing first downs right. on Sunday. That happens. That's a lot, Yeah, Chris. no, it is. <laughs> that happens in the NFL where guys get, I mean, we talked about earlier in the show, De'Ami Brown has got, not only on Sunday, but he had, uh, week one, again, he got wide open against a smart Arizona defense. Yes. That still had Buda Baker at that point. Guys do get open, and plays are just barely missed. But I guess to your point is when we sit here and we kind of credit limiting explosives, and I point out not only the Van Jefferson one, as we just talked about, mm-hmm. but also the Bijan wheel route that he torched Jamin Davis on, all of a sudden like the, the, the analysis in the rear – and maybe in real time, would be way different if yes. they had given up one of those two plays. Um, in the, in the mo- or in the certainly field, both of those plays. And the game itself changes as well. as yeah. momentum swing. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But like, I feel like in Logan Paulson, when we played Atlanta last year, used this phrase to describe their attack offensively, death by a thousand paper cuts. It felt like it was a bunch of eight, yeah. eight nine-yard games. But that's what they are. 6'4", 215, 220 yep. guys that run... In cuts and and sit down routes and choice routes over the middle of the field, they were killing the, this defense early on, third and eight, third and nine. I mean, I can't re- tell you how many times. Yet, to their credit, mm-hmm. even though they couldn't get off the field overall and played eighty plus snaps, they were good on third down in the second half. Yes, yeah, so I good. agree with that. I think they you were know? good in, on third down for the entirety of well, the game. Right, but but I'm saying early on the first quarter, yes. quarter and a half, they gave up a bunch of third and eights and third and nines. I do want to give them... I think them, it was five total for the game, but like four of them came in the first quarter, quarter and change. I want to give credit to the defense, too, for something that they did on Sunday. I think, like you say, when we talk about this and, and talk about these numbers, stats, or excuse me, context matters so much. Mm-hmm. Because Washington was turning Atlanta over at the rate that they were, the offense is working with a short field, giving the defense a shorter rest, which is why I think they played so many snaps. Is because they were the all. Did I say that right? So you're saying because of the takeaways, because of the takeaways, and the offense working with a short field on all of them, and immediately scoring right after it's putting the defense right back on the field. Think about when right, these turnovers occurred. I mean, they obviously didn't score after the Jamin one. They didn't yes. score after the St. Juiced one. So did after, they score after the Fuller one? I think they did. So interception, touchdown. Let's I go. Turnover think, on downs, touchdown. I think they scored after the Fuller, but maybe that was a field goal. After the first remember. turnover on downs, Atlanta had run eight plays. Eight plays before right. Washington turns it over. And they That's scored. the Cam Curl stop, Yes, which Washington did score. But again, that doesn't count as a takeaway. It's a turnover on downs. Correct. After the Kendall Fuller interception, which is the first takeaway. They scored. They did score. Two plays, 27. That was well, the Antonio was Gibson. The An- Antonio Gibson. Which is beautiful okay. play design. All right, great. Uh, and and it was set up nicely by a little uh, end-around give to Curtis Samuel. Be- before uh, that. Right, before that. Um. But after after the St. Juice and after the Jamin Davis interceptions, they don't score. 
And that's hard on them because, like, the, this sequence that you're talking about, they go 11 plays, 82 yards before the pick. So the defense right. is on the field for all that time. Then the right. offense gets it and goes three and out. So right. essentially they're playing 14 straight damn plays almost. And why is the and, – and the offense is going three and out because they're, they're hell-bent on not running the football. Yep. I, I believe that. I, I mean, the thing. Well, they ran I, it off, off left tackle on, on second down after the pick and for they no got, game. And they got nothing. And then, sat, then I said Sal. Right. But Sam they Howell threw on first down. They threw on, on first down. down, and then he got sacked on third down. Yeah. I, I would just say this, uh, and we got to take a quick timeout here and, and, and get back. I didn't even get to the, the numbers. These numbers defensively are bad. And okay. I think they're 32nd in yards per completion allowed. They're 29th in yards allowed per game. They've given up a 100-yard receiver every damn week outside of week one. That's horrible. They are, and, and it's not a talent thing. I think they're being asked to do the wrong stuff. Last year, this defense lived in quarters, and they lived in cover three. Now they're playing much more man, and they're getting toasted while doing so. That's why I think receivers specifically are going crazy. They're playing man-to-man coverage. We don't have man-to-man corners. That just is what it is. Kendall's not a man-to-man corner at this point in his career. He's not, but St. Juice still is, I think. Yeah. I mean, but, but if St. Juice doesn't part get... of why they drafted Christian Holmes, who I realize doesn't play a corner. St. Juice, in the style of coverage that he plays, goes like this. His game is predicated off of muddying up the release. When you play press man and you don't get a good jam, mm-hmm. you're beat from the yeah. from the get go. And Forbes was more of a zone corner at Ole Miss, I mean, at Mississippi eyes. State, than a man corner. But I do think most of his problems, certainly in the Chicago game, came off of zone where he's where he's seeing it and then reacting to it or trying to dart for it and make the breakup or the interception and then getting himself at a bad spot not being able to commit commit the tackle now against Philadelphia one of the 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 second the second touchdown to AJ Brown i mean he's beat back you know like that to me and to I, their I, credit if, they did tackle better yeah, on sunday right that but, was it, but if, if if i'm remembering correctly i think in that particular case that was man um for the second touchdown to A.J. Brown because his back was turned. He was hip-to-hip with him, but his back was turned, never looked uh, for the ball, wasn't safety help over the top, what have you. Look like man. I, again, there's there's a mix of coverages, of course, in every game uh, and every style. And I, I don't mind Jack being a – like, look, if you're going to blitz more, which people want, they want more pressure, you're going to blitz more, you're going to be in more man-to-man coverages. I mean, people have to remember that. Yeah, but this fire zone stuff that they could do, there, like you don't have to play man because you're blitzing. But I, I think, and you, you're the one that got me on this. I think it's how they're blitzing too. And, and to me, it feels like every time they send pressure, they have success. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I mean, I mean, listen, it's it, like I like like the play that Quan Martin gets sent off for the edge, and Chase mm-hmm. Young gets held. Is that the same play? Yeah. Uh, Chase Young's face mask gets grabbed, and they don't call it because they're haters of 99. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's why they didn't call it. All right. The NFL we, is out to get We got to go for a trending Let's alert. Let's go. All right. Step inside. Walk this way. You and me, babe. Hey, hey. I think this was it, if memory serves me correct. Because you like to play this jam. It's one of my favorites. 
Let's see if Nell knows the group that did this too. Any idea? I'm uh I'm having a little audio issue. Oh, you ruined the bit. So I did hear coming back, but okay, it sounds. And this headphone jack, something. Shocker. They blame Craig Hoffman. Blame Greg Hoffman for everything that's wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this studio is. Uh, it's been you know, it, 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 it was turned from uh, a weird radio studio into a TV studio, and nothing has worked the same since. I have no clue who this song is, but I have no no file. Hold Should, on, hold on. You want to give him the group, or do you want to give him the tune? Oh, uh, we'll just give him everything. No, this no, 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 no. I was never going to guess Death Pour Leopard. some sugar okay. on me. Pour some sugar on me. You don't know that tune? No, but why would you want to get Pour some sugar, sugar on me Ooh, In the name, name of love, love. No. It's one of the greatest tunes of all time Well, if you're considering I mean, listen to this men, instrumental It's great This is this is good guitar work It's Look, I, I can appreciate that I mean, it's badass If I was a wrestler, I'd come out to this It's badass no. Well, you would probably wouldn't want to come out in your bikini shorts And be like, pour, pour some, some sugar, sugar on, on me. me Yeah, that's just yeah, okay. I get it. You know. Okay. Okay. Just saying. You, just just pointing right. out. You're I mean, right. uh, you know, maybe if you're Desmond Howard and you want some uh some some BPE, well, maybe you might say some things like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you got BPE or you don't. That's how I look at it. I mean, <laughs> I mean could you imagine if that guy wins the Heisman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tell you, you need that BP energy. Either, either you can order, or you can't. You do what you don't. He's going to bring that big peanut energy. Big Penix. He's is he saying big peanut energy? Penix. He's saying Penix. He's just got a little accent on him. That's Pen- wrong. Whatever it is. Instead of Mike, big well, but, his, but his name is Michael Penix. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's saying he's not saying peanut. He's not saying Mm-mm. the other P word, E N I S, which I, I guess we could say on the air, but yeah. you all know where this is coming from. I mean, that's obviously the tr- that's obviously the thing that he, <laughs> that is something. That's obviously the thing that he's shooting for in that because there is something called. In that cut, it sounds yeah, like he's saying, it's "Oh my Phoenix. god." I know, but it's like six o'clock in the morning out in Washington when he's Washington. saying that. He's probably hungover from the night DC. before. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, let's get a uh, quick call or two in here. Um, let's go to Ray and Frederick, who's been hanging on for a while. Ray, how are you, pal? Oh, it's Ray. Ray. Hello, Ray. Hi, Ray. Ray is not in the building. You know, let's Ray go Charles to- can't see; he can hear. Yeah, but he just can't see. Yeah. There you go. Let's go to Little. What up, Little? Uh-oh. Big fellas, shout out to Matty Ice. <laughs> Little. And I heard, hey, look, I heard them numbers Union Station was charging you, Chris. I'm riding, I'm riding up there, but I'm leaving Saturday night. You can ride with me, man. I just got a tune-up. Saturday night? Yeah, I'm leaving Saturday night. Oh, Saturday I, I, night I, I, of Rooster I, I, and Little. Oh. Yeah, where, you I, was gonna, juice. I was going to say, where are you staying? Hey, look. You be riding, we be riding this. I just got a tune-up. I got a 2013 ML350. Just got a tune-up, man. I look. But I go up there because my taking my grandson, when we go to Port Authority. 
Right, but where? Demand, but where do you stay? Where do you stay, though? That's the question. Well, well, we gonna eat and, and dine a little bit, but we try to get up to Twenty Eighth and Broadway because it's always black. Yeah, Friday no, but that's gonna cost you six hundred dollars for a hotel. That's I mean, I'm trying to avoid. Uh, man, there ain't no hotel by the time we go up there. Saturday, I'm leaving Saturday night to get up there about four thirty in the morning. Oh, you can't. Oh, he's staying up the whole way. Oh. Ain't no right, hotel, Chris Russell. Did you hear that? All right, uh, I'm gonna have to think about this little. Let me tell you. Think about it. Yeah, you got my. You got. You can get in touch with me. Okay. I, hey, look. I tweeted Magic on X, and I think he listened to me, man, because we got hustling on the field. But I like <laughs> to see him. I'm serious. I tweeted him, man. I ain't no joke. I, I told him, man, how I got my tickets through my grandfather, and man, I'm saying we need speed on the field, man. You know, it's it's. Hey, look, that's what I'm saying. When this new, if they get rid of this staff, man, I'm telling you now. Hustin, man, is going to show a lot of people, man, why this man ain't been playing, man. He showed, he illustrated on one play how a linebacker supposed to get small and attack the hole. You know what I'm saying? I'm not seeing Barton doing this, um, Chris. I mean, Barton had 13 tackles the other day. I mean, you can't kill him, you can't kill him for Sunday. How many, how many solo tackles did he have? Uh, I'd have to double check. He's a yeah, pylon I'm artist. Sure I'm pretty sure you have to look at the tape. Look at the tape. Yeah, he's piling on to make it he's look a, like he's I'm he sorry. Had a pretty good game. I'm not, he had a pretty good game, but I'm saying in two, three, five minutes, Hudson showed you how that middle linebacker, they can keep, you know. In oh, listen, Hudson made, you know, one of the plays of the game on the two-point conversion, and also uh, he had one That's play that I small. thought I he looked at a, at a position with, but I wasn't sure. I tweeted Linnell and said, that's how you play linebacker. Mm-hmm. By the and way, Barton, look, Barton only had five solo tackles. To your point, he had ten assistants. He's a Because I know you get ready to shut, yeah. down, shut down the show. If we don't jump out there and punch them in the mouth, man, off the bat, we're going to get punched in the mouth Sunday, man. I, I, I tell you. Sense of urgency must be right. there. Must be there. Thank you, Little. Appreciate you, uh, as always. You think I should... Uh, Catch a car ride with Little at, at 10 at night, Saturday night. Oh, I would Arrive be. at MetLife Stadium at like 4.30 in the morning. If you do, make sure you're wearing a GoPro. I need to see <sighs> it. I, I mean, need to see And then it. how would he drive back? I mean, he'd be exhausted. Yeah. He'd be up for like 24. I mean, first of all, you can't even get into MetLife Stadium. He was talking about We're going to the city. He's talking about going to the city and going here, going out to eat. But where are you sleeping? He doesn't sleep. Chris. How? How? I, I don't know. Oh. He's little. That's uh, that's true. I mean that that's big. That's actually big. <laughs> yeah. But boom. Yeah, that's funny. Let's go to Lap in DC to wrap <laughs> it up on the phones. What up, Lappy? Hey, what's up, Lunell? What's what's up, Brewster? Lap. What's up, How are you, pal? Like like the last caller. Yeah, like the last caller said, we gotta hit him in the mouth, man. Jump out on him early. With a sense of urgency, jump out on him early. This is a must-win, man. I mean, you look at our schedule. We got some tough games coming up. We still got some more division games, you know, and we got a good amount of games we need to try to get before the bye. So I just hope they come out ready, man. I mean, we didn't have six games. You you should be comfortable and familiar with your personnel, the players. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should be, you know, locked in. The defense got to do their part, you know, the offense and coaching. So everybody got to do their part. So we'll see, man. But it'll just come out in that because I, the way the way it ended last year with the Giants keeping us from making the playoffs, man. You know, by us not handling our business against them, we we got that got to mean something. So I hope they come out and uh, with that fire, and uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. 
Well, Appreciate you, Lap. Thank you, pal. Uh, 347, Team 980. Uh, we'll come back and wrap it up with a little dub dub of the day. Yeah. And some final thoughts. Team 9. We sometimes try and do it when we're together, but we just didn't have time today. And also because our schedule has been a little bit uh, unusual, I guess. Um, so last night you were hosting overtime from 6.30 to 10. Before you dished the rock. For the JR Sport Briefs. <laughs> That's a bit everywhere, huh? Yeah, I'm a rock disher. The youngest just- in charge was in control yeah. on the big stick. Yes, I was. Um... So you did your Dell Super Six, as always, the most highly anticipated right. power ranking segment. In I mean, all the people radio. are just beating you down. I mean, literally for information and for your rankings. Yeah. Like, and by the way, anyone out there who wants to fill out an application to become a, the part of the committee mm-hmm. in which we we sit down and burn the midnight oil and kind of like the college football group. playoff committee yeah. or or maybe the NCAA tournament yep. uh, basketball committee, which gets together for like six days in a row. And a steam they don't leave like the conference room. Mm-hmm. They bring in all sorts of food. They don't yep. take showers. No. Uh, all that. All in we the sake not, of We do not to, shower. Yeah, okay. Yep. So you have six teams. You rank six teams. Run through it quick. Now, Nail, Nail, super six pack. Three, Look at that guy there. Number six. Jacksonville Jaguars, they have forced a league-high 15 turnovers. They're going to need that tomorrow night because Trevor Lawrence is not healthy even if he plays. Yes, but the reason they'll be okay, Travis Etienne running the hell out of the ball. He had another two-touchdown performance on Sunday. They come in at number six. They're getting healthy, too. Number five, the San Francisco 49ers. They lost, but I still believe in the defense. Brock Purdy's a bum. Number four, the Eagles. Wait, what? Yeah, Brock Purdy's a bum. Eagles come in at number four. I have concerns about Jalen Hurts, second most picks in football, 20th in QBR, but I still trust their offensive their, their offensive weaponry. They added Julio Jones yesterday. Mm-hmm. Number three, the Detroit Lions, who have started 5-1 and one for the first time since 2011. Uh, they've won four consecutive games by double digits for the first time since 1991. Their offense is averaging the four, fourth most points in the NFL, and the defense has given up the seventh fewest yards per game. They're fourth best on third down. They're a Super Bowl contender, people. The Detroit Lions. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen's been the best red zone quarterback in football by far. Their defense is menacing. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. If I would have told you that through six weeks, the Chiefs would be second in the NFL in points allowed per game, you'd think they were undefeated and they'd have a point differential of like plus 100. They have the best record of football, though, all of a sudden, after we were all panicked about them. So now Super Six Pack. The condensed version. I don't know if anybody was panicked about them. Ah, people were panicked. Concerned? Panicked. That may, that may have been a thing. Maybe. Concerned. Uh, all right, good. Um, I, I, Did you say that Brock Purdy sucks? Oh, I was speaking in a hyperbole, but I'm not a Brock Purdy fan. Okay. I so think you're, yesterday you're, I got you're one you. of these guys that just thinks that the system makes anybody. The system does make him because when you took the players out of the system, mm-hmm. the offense was dormant. Do you realize Sunday was well, the first a, time in his a, career he ever had to play from the, behind? The players are not the system. Right. The system is is the design. Yeah, but you of, took you you take right, but but you take again again you like now you might be too young for this. Peyton Manning, 
Like everybody, a lot of people think he was the greatest quarterback of all time. You take away Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, Tariq Glenn, Jeff Saturday. I raise you Austin Collie. Oh, uh, enough. <laughs> enough. Time to wrap it up the only way I know how. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. So I have a question for you, Nell. Mm-hmm. What could happen at about 12.45 in the morning in Arkansas outside of a commercial storage facility called Midway Storage and Lock? Uh, what could happen? A bunch of woo-pigging. Uh, they were woo-pigging for sure. <clears throat> a 55-year-old man was discovered in a rocking car. Quote unquote rocking car. Like moving back and forth? Yes. Okay. He stated, according to the arrest affidavit, that the vehicle was rocking the witness. The police showed up, and 55 year old Theodore T. Morgavin III. Teddy. Was having sex with a stuffed animal. I- I've been turned on ever since. Now, thankfully, the sheriff's office did not give any details as to what kind of animal it was, what kind of stuffed animal it was. Because, I mean, that's ultimately important that we know, what? you know, we need to know if it was a teddy bear or T-Rex, the dinosaur. Or a rooster. I mean, or a rooster. <laughs> they also found a purse containing two marijuana pipes and one syringe during a course and a bunch of methamphetamine. Mm. So because of all of that, and because, well... It's really not nice to have sex with a stuffed animal. No. And really stupid to be doing out in public. If at least you were going to do it, you should do it behind closed doors. Mr. Theodore, Mr. Teddy, Mr. 55-year-old bum from Arkansas. You, sir, you suck. Thanks to Linnell Willingham for being in studio with us. Great job, as always, my friend. Thank you. Always appreciate you. Thanks to Matty Ice. Thanks to you guys on the phones. Craig Hoffman coming up next. He'll take you home on a Wednesday afternoon. See you back here tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Adios.